Okay. How about that? Is that any better? Oh, wow. Look at that. Too hot? Um, can it ever be too hot? Come on. Hmm. Uh, no, I think you're all right. Okay. Okay. Let's see what here's, that does. Here's the funny thing, right? Every time we do this, um, we're talking about audio and we keep saying, does that look better? <laughs> Which I know exactly what you mean, and I know what I'm looking at when it comes to audio, but every time you're like, I'm going to adjust my sound. Does that look better? <laughs> I don't think these guys know how this works. Oh, hey there, look, it's a Festivus miracle. Wait, wait, does that mean that we can make this a Festivus edition since we're recording it on Festivus? Yes. Todd's got a lot of problems with Nebraska, and now you're going to hear about it. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. Quiet. You'll get yours in a minute. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd. It's a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> hey, hey, Kevin. Kevin, get a hold of the Seinfeld people. We're going to owe them a check. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just the, just the Google money. That's fine. Oh, sorry about that. I was just cleaning that up. Like he needs it. <laughs> We wouldn't be worth his time to cash it. That's what we're going to go with. <laughs> so later in the show, we're going to have feats of strength. I don't know how we're going to do that on an audio podcast. Um, but but there's always oh, there's almost always an airing of grievances. It's pretty much what the show is built on. <laughs> I do I do at some point. Uh, I have to. Uh, I have to move the uh, I have to move the RV trailer a little bit, so there's going to be a feats of strength at some point. Um, Ooh, probably not on air, however. So, oh, <laughs> and we'll see if it goes without a hitch. Uh, nobody will know. If it doesn't go without a hitch and there becomes an incident, then uh, content <laughs> for next week. That that would seem to be a problem if you're uh, hauling that RV without a hitch. <laughs> Good point. I'm new to this. I don't understand how any of this works. Wait, you need a hitch? Oh, well, that uh, explains a lot. Yeah, it makes backing a whole lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't actually. I don't think it does. <laughs> anyway, so if I want to go right, I go. I turn the steering wheel left. If I want to go left, I turn the steering wheel right. If I what? Anyway, you flip your hand over and grab it at the bottom. I I don't know. Yeah, that works right until you then have to, you, you turn it too far and then your hand's in the wrong spot. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of YouTube videos on this and they all start off with every YouTube video you've seen on this is wrong, <laughs> which anyway, <sighs> yeah. So there's the feats of strength. We got the area of the grievances. Did you guys put up a Festivus poll in your house? Um, we, well, so last no, week, because that, would, that would require you decorating. <laughs> I find Tantal distracting. I, we actually did. We, um, we put lights on the oak out front. We hung stockings with care. 
we put a tree in the basement. Uh, I lit the back porch. I am so decorated. Hence the uh, hence the text I got after. I'm guessing somebody listened to the podcast in your house. The text I got from you is, I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> That was when that was when every string of lights that I owned was laid out and plugged in on my living room floor. Did, did we have to talk about that on the on the podcast, Todd? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, there you're in the Christmas spirit. Who dog? The, All right. <laughs> so the yes, yeah. So Amy did listen. I asked her if she had any feedback other than her flipping me off and telling me that I'm not sexy anymore. And she said, I'm not sure that that's related to the podcast. Is that our podcast she was listening to? Or is that just a thing? Because I'm not sure that was content. Anyway, never mind. You know what? You guys work it out. Two weeks ago, you made a crack about Illinois and then chuckled about how I was going to have to deal with it. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I had to deal with that. I mean, it may not be a good system. But it's our system. <laughs> Do you have feedback in your house? Um, yeah, in general, there's. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get notes from the network. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's some topics that I mean we're we're supposed to not really of talk about anymore. Can we uh, talk about the Christmas cow? Certainly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. Okay, yeah. that, yep. that one's all right. Okay. Yep. So, um, just some just some general notes for me. So nothing to nothing to share with the group yet uh addition by subtraction is that are those the kind of notes we're getting you can make the show better if you leave this out it's as if you were in the meeting (laughs) (laughs) you know you know what would make your show better if there was less of it (laughs) specifically in these areas it's like well good point yeah not arguing the next time i hear the voice of the network come out of your mouth So what other, uh, what other feedback did we have? Sarah, Sarah sent me, Sarah sent me several notes. My kitchen is, she started with my kitchen is much cleaner now. Last week before the show, I was a little late in getting the show out two weeks ago, I guess. And I got a, I got a text that just said, ahem, my kitchen is dirty. Wow. (laughs) I know, right? Demanding. I mean, the shirt ostensibly says Fridays. So, (laughs) I mean. Plus minus. Yeah. Ish. Ish. She enjoyed the showerhead replacement program story and sent me that picture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, um, I'm glad that you, t- that she typed all of the benevolent refs. Uh, when you said that on the air, I was trying to desperately in my head, figure out what snazzy, um, acronym that maybe you did like a retronym, like, and because like, like, was it, did it spell out refs or shower or uh loser? That'd be cool if the refs did that. Anybody figured that out. Right. And then I figured out, I'm like, that's not a word. No, they just put a lot of words together for no apparent reason. <laughs> yes, we did. I, I, some of the feedback I did get just along with that shower head was if, if, if that's the best, if that's the best ref story that, uh, that they've got. Um, make sure you clearly label which one is the ref episode. <laughs> no, I think we've got some better stuff than that. Sarah was um, 
Sarah had no idea that the letter song was Perry Como. So that was news to her as well. So talking to Todd, your education podcast. There you go. Yeah. For obscure late night <laughs> jingles. Felderman votes for more sports. So there's another, there's an, there's another vote for more sports. It would be he weird also, if Mark voted for less, right? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Well, although although he has he has told us he wanted less sports coverage, so he says I vote. He votes for more sports. Do you know Do you know what is sports? Bundesliga. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh huh. You know and what? Ch- we're just Champions giving, League table updates. Yeah, exactly. And we're just we're just giving the audience what they're asking for. Mark Mark has asked for more sports. So let's go to the tables. <laughs> He wasn't perhaps as specific as he should have been, because I was a little concerned you were gonna you were gonna give us America's Cup standings. Um, w- would you be interested in knowing that that has started again for this cycle? It's been gone for three or four years, and uh, the the early rounds have started <laughs> in New Zealand. Um, I actually can give you some updates if you would like. <laughs> Dwayne's like, why did I bring that up? Why? Why? There was no need to do that. Okay, why just I I I open the door. Sorry, folks, that one's on me. <laughs> this will be wrapped up by February, though, so don't worry about it. It's only it's only like eight episodes worth. Ooh, hey, they're having a new year. Oh no, never never mind, never mind. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just catching up. Let's see. Um, Dan and Doug, the educated idiots. Yeah, they shared our podcast and um, commented. Uh, Thanks for the shout out and the story on Dan's musical. <laughs> Dan's musical talent. <laughs> they were totally thinking about the Pulp Fiction scene when we were discussing the showerhead, just as we talked about it. Great job, fellas, the idiots. <laughs> yep. Um, the other movie scene that came to mind as we were talking about opening up the box and having the light shine. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know that would kind of make sense because if you like if you left the showerhead in a box there, I, I imagine it would just go. It, it wouldn't go into the big massive warehouse, but it would go like into the janitor's closet, which for a high school is as close to the to the big warehouse at the end of. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, the big warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I was thinking about how they open the box and it melts their faces. Right, right. I was just getting to it later. Like oh, like yeah. after that, right? Then after that, somebody's going to have to do something with it. And so it just goes like in the top shelf. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I don't know why I called it Indiana Jones because that movie's title is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It's not Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark as it's been rebranded, you know, over the last recent years. <laughs> I would like to file a complaint. Um, right. The actual name of that uh, of that movie is just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Thank you. It's also just Star Wars. It's not A New Hope. That's really causing my sort order uh, to in my movies to get screwed up because that's Star Wars 1, not A New Hope. <laughs> that's a new character I'm working on. <laughs> um, what? Uh... Um, excuse me. I am, I'd like to file a complaint. Oh, bother. What um what what else you got? What have you been working on? You know, I'm just I'm sitting here going, boy, this 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 episode's feeling like the way work is going this week, which is just uh, I mean, I know you're you're off, and I'm, and every I, aren't I always? <laughs> well, there is that, and uh, and and everybody else that I'm that I'm working with this week is everybody's just like, hey, how's it going? I'm just trying to get to the end of the week. <laughs> just, we're just we're just trying to get we're just trying to land this thing now because we're close, <laughs> so. 
Anyway, uh, that's I, I think I give all of my follow up. So um, yeah, I think I think we're uh, I think that closes the door on follow up. So let's see. This week, uh, Amy, well, Amy and I are both off this week, right? So we're like we said, we're taking a trip to the basement and whatever. Yesterday, we spent all day making Christmas candy. Ooh, that sounds good. And when I say all day, I, I'm still doing dishes. <laughs> I think I'm on load six, it, but it takes a long time to wash. If I'm if I'm running um, cookie sheets and stuff through the dishwasher, I you know I, they they take up so much room and I don't know. Anyway, although um, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna get grief for this uh, because the feedback's going to be oh so suddenly now you're the dishwashing expert. <laughs> how, how did you become that? And I get that. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to deal with that. And I understand. I own that. But I'm going to say, you're like, I'm, I'm still washing dishes. I got to load the dishwasher and let it run for 50 minutes. <laughs> and then and then I got to unload it. Like, whoo. <laughs> Although, by the way, if you're still doing dishes, I hear that talking to Todd is a great podcast to listen while you're cleaning your kitchen. Oh, hey, Word that's a street. good suggestion. Thank you. Where'd you yeah, hear that? Yeah. Um, uh, from up north. Yeah. Ah, excellent. We made, we made haystacks. We Love made, haystacks. Do you get to put marshmallows in yours? Uh, I don't. I don't. I, haystacks are good. I don't know that we've we've made haystacks in a. And by by we, I'm using the royal we. Which, when you say the royal we, that is also that's. I believe that's French for not me. But I don't believe we. I don't believe haystacks have been made in our house in a while. So I I don't know the mar- the mushrooms or the mushroom. Oh my god, that would be more, that's just, that's a completely different. That is not. Oh. A, that is not a sweet uh, Christmas treat. Sorry, marshmallows. Not clear on where we are. I don't believe. I don't believe so. Because I'm not allowed to put marshmallows in our haystacks, which is kind of disappointing. Because I like marshmallows in my haystacks, but th- that doesn't happen in our house. Couldn't you put? Couldn't you put marshmallows in a few of them, and then those are just yours? You know, one might think so. You know how we talked at the top about how there was going to be an airing of grievances? <laughs> this, this goes on the list. Got it. Noted. Yeah, so, Kevin, add that one to the list. Cool. All right, Kevin. Kevin's keeping track. <laughs> Good. We did peanut clusters and we did peanut brittle. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have a handwritten note on my peanut brittle recipe. Pan is very hot. Do not burn fingers. You wouldn't think I would need to actually write that out. Here's your sign. So, so again... You wouldn't think, but if it's written down, it's not written down just because. <laughs> right? Exactly. We made peppermint bark, which is, it's a long process to make peppermint bark with multiple layers. Don't you just we go made, up to the peppermint tree and just shave some off? Is that not how that goes? No? Almond bark is neither almond nor bark. That sounds about right. <laughs> but we've used the hell out of it this week. <laughs> We made buckeyes. What are uh, what are buckeyes? Those well, it's it's peanut butter balls, and then you melt chocolate and you dip them in the chocolate so that then just a little bit of the peanut butter shows on top, so it looks like a buckeye. Oh, that sounds excellent. They're very very good. Did you were you guys intending on making at least six, but then only made five and said screw it, we'll just change the rules. Five's good enough for us. <laughs> I hear, that, are, I hear that's what you do with Buckeyes. These are championship Buckeyes. I'm telling these are you. Going, these are going straight to the championship round. There's only five of them. It's perfectly fine. But those were five good ones. 
<laughs> Buckeye. But we have like we have like fourteen haystacks with with none of them bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't understand. Five buckeyes is so much better than fourteen haystacks. Are those huskers? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, because if they were huskers, you'd only have three. And uh, and when you when you when you cook them, they they would be making these whining sound in the oven. Just oh oh. <laughs> so you would know those. <laughs> I'm thinking th- those have marshmallows. <laughs> They're definitely marshmallows. <laughs> They're all marshmallows. <laughs> all marshmallows. Just toasted we- marshmallows. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, Amy's. We made Amy's semi-famous toffee. Have you? Do you remember Amy's semi-famous toffee? Uh, I don't. It's it's actually my aunt Anita's semi-famous toffee, but Amy has adopted it. Oh, okay. And so if, if there's any of my family members listening, it's Aunt Anita's recipe and everybody knows it's really, really good. <laughs> Graham crackers and I don't know, melted butter and chocolate and you know, it's really, really good. Anyway, I could send you some. It'll get there in like February. <laughs> <laughs> I got a tracking number. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it means absolutely nothing nowadays. <laughs> I oh hey, here's here's a piece of follow-up. So you remember when we did the Pampered Chef fundraiser thing with Kelly Bacon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fundraiser for Feeding America. I ordered some Pampered Chef stuff, actually as stocking stuffer items. And as of Monday, it still hadn't arrived. And this happened like back in November, right? I placed the order on November 23rd. Yep. Okay. So I... I messaged, I messaged Kelly, Hey, do you have any idea what's up with this? She's like, I I don't know. Here's a, here's a tracking number. So I pulled up the tracking number. They printed the label, but it never left Chicago. Oh, okay. She's like, do you want me to call and check? I'm like, well, I can call and check. And unless you've got some kind of hotline, right? Cause she's a paper chef rep. She's like, no, we get the same number that you get. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so 801 on Monday. Because they open at eight o'clock on Monday morning, so eight oh one, I'm on the phone with Pampered Chef to see if I can, you know, get some kind of response before things go crazy on Christmas week. And by eight ten, actually had a live person on the phone. Oh yeah, I don't know what's up with this. <laughs> the the lady's like, I I don't know the foggiest idea what happened. Tell you what, let, let's just cancel this one. I'll replace the new order and. We'll print it. We'll get it out. We'll get it out to you. Like, oh, okay, super, excellent. That's great. It's like seven to ten business days. <laughs> really? I was I was kind of hoping to have this stuff as stocking stuffers for Christmas, but you know, is there is there anything you can do? She's like, well, tell you what, I'll call FedEx and see if they can speed it up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, technically, FedEx does have a way of speeding things up a bit. It's- <laughs> Right. right. You you pick three day delivery, two day delivery, one day delivery. Like like they actually their entire business model is based around a way to speed things up for just a little bit more money. Yeah. And and sometimes a lot more money. Always a lot more money, but I was trying to make it sound nice. <laughs> you can get this in five days. Uh you can get this in seven days for five dollars, or you can get this tomorrow for six hundred dollars. <laughs> what? 
look, we don't make the rules. We just follow them. No, they're your rules. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, 600, whatever. <laughs> how bad, how, how, how bad, how bad do you want this? Because you forgot to order this on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to think of it as it's, it's not a, it's, it, they're not charging you. They're not charging you, uh, more for delivery. It's a procrastination tax <laughs> and it's a progressive procrastination tax, right? The, the more you procrastinated, the more you're going to have to pay that tax. That's <laughs> how it works. So that was Monday and I messaged Kelly. Um, she's like, okay, well, it, at least it's on its way. You know, I'm like, yeah. And she said she'd try to speed it up, but I'm not holding my breath. So, and that was Monday about 40 minutes ago. My package was on my doorstep. Hey, look at that. Right. And yeah. I just have to say excellent customer service recovery by pampered chef. What would be hilarious uh, uh, is if that's the one that you ordered in November, <laughs> it just made it there. Seven to 10 business days later, I'm going to get another package. Yeah. Yeah. And seven to 10 business days later after that, you get another one for reasons that nobody can explain. <laughs> There's nothing that I ordered that I can't use two of. What? I mean, it's, it's pampered. It's kitchen stuff. I, really what I need, given the experience we had in the last 24 hours, is like extra measuring cups because I was constantly washing, rinsing, drying, measuring cups. I don't know. Anyway, I was going to um, say, if you have, if the more of everything that you have, the longer you can go between having to wash dishes. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. It's not supposed to, but that's the way it works out. It's the way it works in underwear. Boy, everything. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't have to do laundry for like three weeks. I'm tired of doing laundry so often. Okay, cool. We'll buy some more stuff. The let's see what else have I just got and I mean and I mean just as we were as we were sitting down, I get this pop up from ESPN. So this would be more sports, right? Um, I get this pop up from ESPN. The most interesting 2020 stat for all 30 MLB teams. Okay, and I'm like, oh, cool. We could just go through them and give the highlights. So one by one, you ready? <laughs> With commentary. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. And so I'm like, okay, uh, the, 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 the most significant number of the season was 60 because that's how many games all the teams were supposed to play, whether they really did or not. And then it's jumped to a team. I'm like, okay, I can jump to Kansas City. Click. And it, huh. Well, that didn't work. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. And then, eh. Subscribe to ESPN Plus to get access to all premium articles. So if your favorite team is the Arizona Diamondbacks and you're cheap like me, yeah, you're good. If your team is any of the other 29, meh. I guess my thought is, I mean, I know they're doing an alphabetical and all, but if you're trying to get people pulled in to pay for your service by the teaser, the Arizona Diamondbacks teaser stat from 2020 may not be the hook that you were hoping it would be. <laughs> the, the number is Kettle Marte, one home run in every 90.5 at bats. Yeah, you're right. That's not really drawing me in. If if the rest of the numbers are all that good, this is not what I'm doing. Here's the thing. When you said the 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 most interesting 2020 stat for all the teams, I, I was thinking Boy, when this airs, Lisa's going to say there is no most interesting stat for any of the teams. 
And I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, for most of these teams, there, there is not that most of interesting stat. And then you read the one they gave for free, and it was below my expectations. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the only one that's probably interesting would be like the Marlins, which is like, uh, I'm guessing is like, what, 32, which is the number of players and staff that tested positive for COVID, which wiped out two weeks of the season. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So did you did you put up any more Christmas lights this week or are they all up? Well, I, we're, we've now approached the it is what it is phase. So I have more lights to put up, but I'm running out of time. So I actually spent most of the week finding out that the way that I anchored everything down wasn't sufficient for the wins that we had. So most of my week has been spent putting lights back up that I'd already put up once, twice or three times before. <laughs> So yeah, there there are still there are lights in the garage that are not going to be deployed this year. So um, yeah, I did I did send you I did send you a couple of pictures though from from the uh, from the yard, including uh, a picture of the Christmas cow. Oh, and the picture of the cow also had the picture of the Christmas llama there too. <laughs> yeah, what I, I mean, it, it's like it's like the Christmas cow is dropping the present into a basket. Well, yeah, sort of. So that planter. Um, basically at this, in this picture, the cow is leaned up against the planter because the cow has been blown over four times. So, uh, this was me setting him back up and leaning him against until I could reinforce yet again, uh, his, his base into the ground. So it looks like he's kind of throwing it in there. Um, but that's actually, that's not bad. I mean, if I, if I put that, if I turn that into like a mailbox or something, you know what I could. No, I'll be right back. I got anyway. I got more lights. I can do that anyway. You, you know why the stakes into the ground probably aren't working? Uh, why is that? You're probably hitting a layer of rock. <laughs> oh, I know how to fix that. You may need you may need some excavation work done. <laughs> if you know where to I'll have call, that done, I'll call a guy. You yeah. call a guy. Yeah. Okay. I like the Christmas llama though. His legs are colorful. We'll post this. So yeah, he's, he's, wearing, he's, wearing, he's wearing Christmas socks. So what are you watching? What are you, what are you watching this week? Well, so we uh, let's see. We uh, we wrapped up the Mandalorian. So that season season two is now done. So you know we won't talk about it, but well, interesting way to close it. Um, and then were we you disappointed? Can we talk around it? Um, no, I thought it was a great episode. I am. I'm more concerned about what season three is now going to look like. Let me put it that way. Does that make sense? Do, are you concerned that all of the characters are just going to be CGI? <laughs> um, more concerned. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, more, more concerned um, about just like which characters are even going to be highlighted in season three. Let's put it that way. Or, or in season three. <laughs> so, you know, they got Disney money. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> they got, they got 10 shows coming out. They can throw them in anywhere they want to. Yeah. Yeah. They got, Hey, remember, remember that guy, remember this character from movie two? No, he was on screen for, for two seconds. Was he important? Nope. He was in the background of a scene. Okay. Yeah, we just gave him a three picture deal and he's got two new series coming out on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're going deep catalog then, sure. <laughs> we um we did watch uh we we went through on uh 
Have you have you, uh, you ever watched uh, Top Gear? The yeah. the British, yeah. And so is the three guys. One of which one of the guys is James May. And when they made their deal to move to Amazon, um, James also got a deal to do additional shows on Amazon. His uh, he did a show where he traveled through Japan. That's on Amazon Prime Video, which is surprisingly interesting. It's like okay, um, James May is a is an acquired taste. Uh, at first, uh, when I was watching Top Gear with him, I was like, this this is weird. But yeah, anyway, he um, he put out a cookbook. Um, as a person who describes himself as someone who can't cook, he put out a cookbook and had a six or seven show run on Amazon called James May's O Cook. And uh, he makes mm, three dishes from his cookbook in each one of these shows with the help of somebody who knows actually how they're doing, uh, how to cook. So um, we watched that and it was, you know, it was was sort of interesting. It's funny that actually the funniest part about it was the the Amazon, when you, when you start watching it, it gives you a, a TV rating. It's rated, I don't know, whatever, 13 or something. And then it has to say why. And it says drug use. And we're like, that's weird. <laughs> like, really? what, kind of cook, what kind of cooking show is this? And we watch it. And we go, I don't even know what that was for. I mean, he made like a, he made like a weed joke in the first one, just a, a joke alluding to weed. And I was like, that can't be. And then the next one and the next one. And what we figured out is um, he, he has a glass of wine with every, uh, with every single thing he cooks. And I'm guessing wine is now considered a, that needs to be highlighted for drug use. So anyway, Merlot, Jeez, just say no to Merlot. Merlot is whack. Anyway. Uh, so if you're looking for something that's, you know, you, you want a cooking show that's not really about cooking. I mean, it is sort of about cooking, but, uh, anyway, James May's O Cook. We, we watched, it was one of those where we're like, no, oh, watch the second one. And then it starts auto playing and it's like, do you want to reach out and hit the remote to stop it? Nah. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll just watch it until it stops playing. Okay. They they call that ambient television. <laughs> you can just run in the background while you're doing whatever else you're doing. You don't really have to pay attention to it. Frankly, you can read and just let it go and, you know, kind of sort of watch, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ambient television. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys watching? We finished The Queen's Gambit. Oh, okay. Have you watched this yet? Uh, we have not. Highly recommend. Oh, really, really good. I'm not a huge fan of chess, but it is kind of an obscure sport. So you may like it even more than we did. <laughs> Let's go to the premier chess tables and see who's on top. FC Union Bishop is leading. Anyway, sorry. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I did. I did hear because uh, uh, there were there were multiple uh, there were multiple articles about the Queen's Gambit. I did read that. I mean, it's so it's a it's a show about a chess prodigy. Normally, shows that include chess, uh, most people who know anything about chess, um, well, actually, that move wouldn't be happening there. Like there, there's the chess is problematic in movies that include chess. Apparently, not only is this a really good show, well written, well acted. I'm just from what the reviews I've said. Um, also, uh, I guess the the chess that you see in there is uh, actual, incredibly high level grandmaster level chess that has been vetted 
by grandmasters to say, yeah, this is how this would go. So even if you're not into it for the plot line, you you can watch some of that exciting chess strategy. <laughs> it's technically accurate as well as being good yeah. television. Yeah, there you go. Some of the cinematography is is really neat. And it's set in the 50s and 60s. And if you like reimagined shots of Las Vegas in 1964 or 66 or whatever, you know, things like that, very, you know, modern looking furniture and things like that from the 60s kinds of things. The sets are great. The costumes are really good. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Well, there you go. And, and anybody else who's, you know, getting to spend two weeks at home on vacation, um, there's a, there's some, there's an item for the, uh, for the watch list. We started Goliath. Is that with uh, Billy Bob? It is with Billy Bob. I, I have now told you everything I know about that show. <laughs> it popped up on our radar because Amy Googled, if you liked Bosch, you should watch these shows, right? And it was, it, it, did you watch Bosch? Um, Lisa has uh, watched most of it. I have not. Also worth your time. Really, really intense. But this popped up on, um, if you liked Bosch, you might try this. And um, yeah, Maria Bello, um, trying to think of who else. William Hurt is in it. Um, at least season one anyway, William Hurt is in it. We're, I don't know, four episodes in. Really, really, I'm I'm hooked. So there's like four seasons of it. So anyway, that's that's what's new. So Goliath updates to come. And where where is that? Also on Amazon. Okay. All right. We did watch something else that I can surprisingly recommend. Um, okay. Yeah i i didn't I didn't think I was going to. I, I, I was like, yeah, we can watch this. I, I didn't think that it would be something that I would I would in, enjoy and learn as much as I did, and nor would it be something I thought I could recommend. HBO Max has a documentary on the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees, how can you mend a broken heart? And you're thinking, do I need to watch a documentary on the Bee Gees? <laughs> what I will tell you is, uh, it's really well done. And I learned an amazing amount about the music business, the Bee Gees, their role in it. Some of the stuff, and again, this is you know based on our age and where we were. Like, there's a there's a view of the Bee Gees that I had. Um, then it's like, oh, by the way, you know they had a whole other thing before you know you were around. Like, really? Oh, oh, that's when that song came out. And actually, to be uh, to be completely honest, it even talks about um because the Bee Gees are known, you know, eventually got known as the, you know, as a disco group, um, sort of the rise of disco and um, how people just sort of derided it and what it actually sort of where it came from and what it meant, including, by the way, sports. Uh, there, there are clips of the, uh, of the disco demolition night at, uh, at Old Comiskey and dealing with that anyway um i would say it, it's actually i i watched it and, and it was um it's it's a it's really well done and um uh, it's a it's an incredibly interesting story i don't know i learned i learned a lot not just about them but about a number of other things and it, once again now by you know 
one of the themes I had this year is, um, you know, I had, I had some strong opinions about, you know, some stuff and then I had to, you know, I had to change it, you know, crowd noise, or whatever, uh, watching this has made me now realize, oh, okay. Okay. May, maybe some of my, my strongly held opinions regarding music need to be put in check a little bit. So anyway, uh, the BGs, how can you mend a broken heart on HBO max? Amy watched it. I think maybe I was coming home from reffing and got home, I don't know, like maybe two thirds of the way through it. So I kind of half listened to the last third of it. They wrote so many things for other people. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. Although as the show points out, they kind of had to at that point because, um, because they got so big that the backlash against them being so big was so strong that they couldn't record their own stuff anymore. So they had to write for other people because they were too popular. Right. Which is an interesting, like, Oh yeah, we've seen that repeated. So also uh, talking about, cause they're, you know, they're three brothers and one of the people they have interviewed on there is uh, Noel Gallagher talking about how difficult it is to be in a band with your family members. <laughs> and I was like, boy, they're spot on, aren't they? <laughs> Look what these guys did. We handled it differently over here. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but yes, they wrote, a, they wrote a lot for other people, um, which is, you know, which is also good because, you know, that's where the money is, is in the songwriting. <laughs> so with the, um, with the kids, uh, the kids are coming down for Christmas and um, I was trying to tee up some, some Christmas movies for us to watch. Um, so, uh, if, if you were to make your list of Christmas movies, which by the time this airs might be after Christmas, if you were, if you're going to make your list of Christmas movies, what are the, what are the lists of movies that, that should be watched during Christmas? Oh, putting me on the spot here. Okay. Yeah. We, we don't rehearse this. <laughs> you know, if I had come to rehearsal, I would know this question yeah. was coming. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Kevin answered it spot on when he stood in for you, but you know, that's, and when, by the way, when I say when I say Christmas movies that should be watched, I mean actually watched, not the well. Here's the list of the greatest movies uh, of Christmas movies ever, and then say when's the last time you watched any of those? Oh, I don't watch any of those. Are you <laughs> kidding? <laughs> like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, exactly and, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I would say in in no particular order. Let me preface with that, right? Christmas Vacation. Okay. Yep. Elf strangely an an amazingly enduring christmas movie yes <laughs> surprisingly right but yeah, yes yeah. the first santa claus with tim allen but none of the rest of them similarly home alone but none of the rest of them okay oh boy all right there was there was a vote in our family or a suggestion in our family that that the santa claus needed to be on the list and we may have exercise some veto power, but now I may not have some room to veto that now that you said that, you know, this will air later. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It's, it's the, 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 the little details in that movie, like the Rose Suchik ladder. It's the, the, there's a little plaque on the ladder that they, on Santa's ladder against the side of the house. It's, it's a Rose Suchik ladder. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Dad, dad joke of the week. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. See, see, I was, I, I was lulled into a false sense of being on my guard for those for this episode, and uh, it didn't, it didn't hit me right away. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, if you have to explain it, if you have to explain it, it's one of my jokes. All right. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Die. I, uh, I would put Die Hard on that list. 
right? Right. Holiday movie. Or Holiday at least, movie. you know what? Because I know that's a big thing. People say, is it, a, is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? I did hear somebody say, listen, how about this? It's a movie you should watch at Christmas. See? Huh? Right? That's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, how about Love Actually? You know, I've never seen that, but I know, yeah, it's, yeah, that's a whole Christmas thing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get around to it. <laughs> Didn't get around to love, actually. Okay. Did you watch Star Wars? <laughs> Sorry. More, Did of you? Them, more of them than I, than I needed to. <laughs> the Big Chill? I don't wow. know whether that's a Christmas movie or not. I just, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I guess we've run out of, we've run out drive safely, everybody. Uh, <laughs> isn't that, is, what, isn't that about being cold? The big chill in Christmas and that kind of stuff. Right I don't know. I never frosty, saw it. Right? It's frosty, never, big chill. It's all the same. Yeah. 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 I, no, I, never, didn't get to I never saw it either. I was looking, I was looking at a list of Christmas movies though. There was a cautionary tale about Jack Frost. You're familiar with this Christmas movie? Uh, Somewhat. Yeah. Okay. So there are actually two movies titled Jack Frost. And one of them has Michael Keaton and is heartwarming. And the other one is um, a horror movie. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) And so you need to make sure when you're dialing it up to put the little kids in front of the TV to watch it. Choose wisely. Yes, make sure that you're choosing the right one. It's important. So what actually made the list? Well, let's see. I was going through what, either what we what we owned or what we had access to. Uh Lindsay's Lindsay's uh favorite Christmas movie is Elf, so that will be that will be uh watched. I think we will we will watch uh Christmas Vacation. I think the 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 kids are we're going to be watching Die Hard. I believe the kids have said at least Lindsay has said she hasn't seen it. So I said it's a Christmas movie. She's like that didn't sound right. I'm like yeah, just watch. And then and it depends because now we got we got we have more movies than we probably have time to watch. Apparently, I'm I think unless unless Ian has done has has watched it without without us knowing about it, I might be the only person in the house that has watched It's a Wonderful Life. And um, nothing says excitement for the kids coming home for Christmas like a black and white movie. <laughs> so we does Jimmy do- Stewart jump off a building at the end of that and crash through the window, guns a blazing? Um, am I confusing that with something else? You might be getting a couple of things mixed up there. Yeah, but it is heartwarming when uh, it's it's incredibly heartwarming when uh, when Alan Rickman tears up the mortgages of everybody's house um, and just gives them away. <laughs> spoiler alert oh that's right sorry about that spoiler alert yeah yeah thanks hans <laughs> you're thinking of miracle at nakatomi plaza oh yeah that's right that's, that's what that's that why is. you're confused yeah. those two movies yeah. yes yeah okay I'm, I'm glad we did this because that would have been embarrassing to get those confused other stuff um, I think, I think those are the, those, if we got through all of those, those would be probably the greatest hits. Uh, but, uh, we'll, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if we end up with, with any others on the, on the list, the, of course, you know, when you get the family over and you start doing the holiday stuff, the, the idea of at any, any given point, you've got the movie on and then you look up and you just see how many people are on their phones <laughs> <laughs> to decide whether or not you keep watching it or not. All right. What are you on your phone for? Now I'm watching Die Hard 2. What? Yeah. 
that's not a Christmas movie. I don't understand how this system works. Just the first um, one. Does, do any of the Christmas carols make the list? I mean, there's been so many versions of that. There's also been a ton of versions about how the Grinch stole Christmas. I personally prefer the animated one as opposed to the Jim Carrey one. Do you have any um, thoughts there? Let's see. None of the Christmas carols made the list. Uh, I think there was some discussion. Oh, there was actually a... <laughs> oh, speaking of that. Okay, you know what? Um, this goes into the... Uh, this this Can this slide into what I learned this week? Sure. We're about time for that. So there was a debate in our house, uh, and we couldn't settle it. <laughs> because apparently the internet doesn't have to be consistent. What would you believe is the highest grossing Christmas film? Like traditional Christmas film, not Die Hard. Let me check the list. Yeah, I think I think this list actually is, apparently it has to have something to do with Christmas. <laughs> not just have a Christmas tree in it. I don't know. Maybe Holiday, maybe um, Polar, Polar Express? Is that on the list? Let's see. That is... Oh, because it's being re-released. Because 2020 needs that. Um, that is number, at least according to Wikipedia, Source of All Truth and Knowledge, that is number five on the list. The problem is this. Uh, I'll just throw this out. Depending on which site you go to, uh, you get you get different numbers. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, yeah. I think we established before that Home Alone grossed like 280. I, I don't know. Home Alone's got to be up there. Yeah, so um, I'm pulling up the two separate lists. Um, one one is ordered from biggest to smallest. The other one is ordered from smallest to biggest. Like, oh, guys, guys, come on, can we? All right. So here is here is where the here's where the problem comes in. We have two lists. One is Wikipedia. The other is Forbes. I don't know where any of these. I don't know. I haven't read all the fine print. If if you go to Wikipedia, according to them, the highest grossing Christmas film of all time is 2018's The Grinch. Oh. Number two, Home Alone. Number three, 2000's Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And then you get the Christmas, A Christmas Carol, Polar Express, Elf, The Holiday, Santa Claus, and then you start going, you start going down from there. Including you get to number sixteen, office Christmas party. <laughs> like, okay, well let's 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 okay, let's let's not do that. Okay, so that one has Grinch, Home Alone, Doctor Seuss, Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Forbes, however, says, and they have completely different numbers. So I don't know if they're adjusting for. I don't anyway. Oh, unadjusted for inflation. Well, anyway, fine. Um, Forbes says Home Alone is the highest grossing then how the Grinch stole Christmas and then 2018's Dr. Seuss, the Grinch. So, and then polar express and then home alone Two. people want their money back for that. And then elf. So the top three, according to this are in some order, the Grinch, Dr. Seuss is how the Grinch stole Christmas and home alone. So there you go. And mostly because, we said no to the Grinch, and uh, Lindsay said, "But it's the mo- it's the highest grossing film of all time." And then we said, "We found this list that says no, it's not." And then there was a discussion about whose list to use. Happy Festivus! I still don't think we know anything. 
You know, there's nothing there's nothing better than po- in podcasting than just reading charts online. <laughs> okay, so the the thing I learned this week, yeah, and this is kind of related. Do you know what the best selling Christmas song of all time is? Um, my gut tells me it used to be Bing Crosby, but now it's Mariah Carey. And I understand that I'm telling you artists and not songs. <laughs> and I didn't answer that question in any way, shape, or form when I set it out. But that's what came out. So, yes, there you I'm go. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that what, that what because I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense, yes. Because you're talking about Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Yes. Yep. And Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Yes. Which she co-wrote, by the way, if you didn't know that. With I the did. Bee Gees? With <laughs> no? no. Sorry. Not no. If, if that was, that would have been an awesome way to tie this whole episode together, right? Like, wouldn't that have been awesome? So, yes, for the longest time, and, and inflation adjusted, it may still be Bing Crosby, right? Because White Christmas was released so long ago, right? So, but the thing that I learned about White Christmas was that it was banned in the UK for morale purposes. Okay. Because the, if you, if you listen carefully, you read through the lyrics, it's about at the end of it, not being home. And when people were away during the war and whether or not they were going to come home. So this was in the in the 40s when it was banned during World War II. They didn't play it because um, they wanted to keep the British end up. I don't know. They wanted they didn't want um, people to have bad feelings about it, and um, so they, it was banned in Britain for a while during the war because they were afraid that it would make people feel bad. Oh, okay. All right. Well. And so here's, here's the other thing, Yeah, not related to this, but related to, um, changing songs so that people don't feel bad. Yeah. This part I knew before, this wasn't something that I learned this week. Judy Garland in meet me in St. Louis. Okay. Saying, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Okay. Right. Yep. And the line in the, in the Judy Garland version is have to muddle through somehow. Right. And Frank Sinatra didn't like that line. <laughs> he thought it was too depressing. So, so Frank went to the songwriters, had them change it for him, which is how you get hang a star on the highest bow <laughs> in other versions. You know what? The chairman wants it. The chairman gets it. Once again, he did it his way. <laughs> so... Anyway, if if any of you learned anything from any of that, so. By the way, um, because I'm doing real time follow up here, don't don't even go to the internet to try to find the list of best selling Christmas singles. <laughs> Is it Mariah Carey? Uh, well, here's the problem. Well, there's multiple problems. If you go to Wikipedia, source of all truth and knowledge, and you go to the page that says list of best selling Christmas singles in the United States. It breaks it down by digital downloads is one. 
best-selling Christmas holiday singles by RIAA certification is another category. They have a category for cellular ringtones. Okay, sure. Then they have physical singles with certification, like is it gold or platinum? But then if you go look at any other source, it says that... (laughs) That the Guinness Book of World's Record, Guinness Book of World Records had had certified White Christmas as selling an estimated 50 million copies sold, and which makes it the best-selling Christmas song of all time, but also the best-selling single generally of all time. But on the Wikipedia one, which is again just the United States, White Christmas is like way down there on the list. Um, anyway, none of this makes any sense. You would think that the can you just give me a list of how many copies were sold of the song? Wouldn't be that difficult. And apparently you pick whatever list you want. Let me put it this way on the digital downloads. Justin Bieber has the number four ranking. <laughs> so yeah, a, a song from frozen is number two. What? That's not a Chris. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? If if that's a Christmas song, you know what? Die Hard, back in it. Our music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can find Talking to Todd on Overcast or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Other places. Last week, I said we were now on iHeartRadio. This week, we're also on. I almost said Podbean. Um, <laughs> this week, we're also Some, on Pandora. Somebody's on vacation mode. <laughs> on any of those platforms, if you want to not listen on Podbean, just search "talking" in the number two, no G, no space. You can like our page on Facebook. Uh, I'll I'll see if either Sarah will post some of the uh, showerhead memes and uh, maybe we'll post a picture of the Christmas cow. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't know. Hit up our page on Facebook. You can like us there. We have merch on Zazzle. You can tweet at us at talking to Todd and the website is talking to Todd.com. Thanks to our listeners, especially the new ones. Tell all your friends, send us your feedback like Dan and Doug did among other things. And you can send that feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? According to Newsweek, the 20th best-selling Christmas song of all time is Funky Funky Christmas by New Kids on the Block. I don't know what that means, but that doesn't sound right. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And until next week, when, oh, next week. Next week, we are going to give out the toddies, (laughs) our best things of the year, the things that um, we think really deserve awards. If you want to nominate anything for the toddies, email us, text us, send us your feedback, your nominations for the toddies. And and when we say the best things, some of those can be the best worst things. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we've been talking to Todd. Thank you.
I forgot I wanted to plug the toddies. I'm like, oh, I got to get this in quick. (laughs) My thought was, oh, we should probably start working on that. (laughs) I just outsourced it. Toddlers, do your thing.